TLC OGs, Leafs Convos. What is up? This is the Leafs Convert. I'm Norman James. You see what I just did there? We're doing another podcast for you. Post-game styles. The Leafs a 4-2 winner over the Devils in New Jersey. Nice return for Zach Hyman. John Tavares, two grapes, one apple. Mitch Marner back on the score sheet with a goal and an assist. The Hyman effect in full effect. The Jake Gardner effect, yeah, unfortunately doing its thing. And William Nylander, a better game than most people saw. Mike and I are going to collab briefly, and I have a call to action for you. The Leafs combo starts right now. And here he is, the one and only, Michael Piagello. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Norm. How are you? Not too bad whatsoever. I hope you're doing okay in Buffa Snow. The Leafs seem to be all right in New Jersey. A 4-2 winner over the Devils. Zach Hyman, what a return for him. Yeah, for, for all those who have been critical about Zach Hyman over the years, I want that game to be etched in their memory because, you know, I, and, you know, not that he's going to be as effective every game, but his role as a guy who goes in the corners, digs out the puck and gets it to, you know, maybe the more talented members of his line is a really a key, uh, a key piece to this team. And I, I honestly, I said on Twitter yesterday, I think this team needs two or three more Zach Hyman's because they need guys on the, on other lines who can do the same thing. He was very important yesterday. He helped on the, the Tavares' goal. And I loved what he did on the Marner empty netter where he basically, uh, you know, blocked Kyle Palmieri from getting to the puck. He was, he was probably their most valuable player in last night's game. The D-heads of the Nylanderites, and I'm going on about them already, don't like Zach Hyman because he's not a sexy guy. He doesn't play sexy. He just plays hockey. And while Mr. Sexy tries to figure himself out, Zach Hyman returns after being out a month and makes more of an impact in one game than William Nylander has made in, what, 15 games, for goodness sakes. He was fantastic, and he ignited Mitch Marner, who hadn't had a point in a couple games. That was for you there, Sheds. And... John Tavares, two goals and an assist. Tavares is 29 goals now, Mike. The, never mind 50. The guy could might crowd 60. Well, uh, 50, I'll be happy with 50. And I think yeah. most Lee fans will be happy with 50. And, and I have to say that. Look it, where it, he is. What I'm saying yeah. is statistically, he's got 29 goals around the halfway point of the season. And, and at this point, you know, you have to say that, you know, it's only one year or less than one year in, but, you know, he's been the most impactful unrestricted free agent signing probably since Zdeno Chara in Boston about 10 or 11 years ago. So, I mean, right now everything is going right with, uh, with Tavares, but I have to do, I have to say though, and I'll, I'll not to confuse him with, with uh, Kevin Nash, the, the big sexy, but, uh, but William Nylander did have a, better game yesterday he was actually skating pretty well had a couple good opportunities had a one-timer that Kincaid made a great save on Mm -hmm. so in terms of just him starting to get maybe get more involved um it's it's starting to show but again it is 15 games you would Mm -hmm. expect that he would start to show that kid gloves for William Nylander right now it's all about adulting he should be playing a lot better I don't know why it takes him so long to get going and others can just come back into the lineup and make a difference He's playing with Austin Matthews, and uh, it seems like Austin Matthews has suffered more in playing with William Nylander than William Nylander has benefited in playing with Austin Matthews. This is the Leafs combo, Norman James along with Mike Augello. So the Leafs get a win. They've got Boston coming up. I'd like Zach Hyman to save some of that energy, spice, that vigor that you should have when you're returning to the lineup after being injured for a month and bring some of that 
back to Toronto. Wins and losses-wise, it's not going to make that big a difference, although Boston's right behind them in the standings. But sending a message, and just for your own confidence, your own swagger, your own self-belief, the Leafs need to go out there and get the job done. It's a good thing that, that Boston lost to Washington in Boston yesterday, and that the Leafs uh, beat New Jersey, so that they gained two points. They're four points up with a game in hand. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I basically believe not that they'd have to send a message, not that they have to try to run the Bruins out of the building, but they really have to stand up for themselves against a team that has had the advantage on them in the playoffs. And, you know, at many times during the regular season matchups, the, the two games in Boston, I thought that were two of the worst performances of the Leafs this season. Uh, you know, they've won 15 games on the road and probably their two worst road games were those two games at TD Garden. So now they have them at home where they beat them, I believe, four to two. And they, they really have to sort of stand up and and take it to them. But physically, I don't think they can do that because you saw it last night. New Jersey took it physically to, to the Leafs. Travis Dermott got got pushed into the boards by uh, Brett Senny, I believe it was. And, you know, that was the only thing that New Jersey had on the Leafs was that they, they tried to sort of out-physical them while the Leafs were much more quick and much more uh, talented offensively. So the Leafs have to do that against the Bruins. You have to believe that Kyle Dubas is taking stock, what needs to be addressed, uh, what seems like it's working. And these guys will put their heads together, especially with the trade deadline not approaching rapidly, but in the distance and coming. The Leafs know what they need to do. The question is, how far are they going to go in doing it? I'll say this about William Nylander. You know, we get on him. It's because he's talented and he should be doing better. But maybe he rises to the occasion in a game like this one against Boston. Maybe he slowly builds his game up to a point where his crescendo is the playoffs. Back to Boston real quick. Mm. The Leafs can't get mired in Boston's game. And I asked you this question yesterday because we, our last podcast was yesterday. By the way, folks, on the community platform on the YouTube channel, I have a question for you, whether you like our convos more frequently but shorter or infrequent but longer or do you just not care you want us to bring it go answer that question now the Leafs can't play Boston's game how do they get the Bruins to get sucked into the Leafs game and chasing the Leafs around that's gonna be tough because you're talking about a very experienced very disciplined team that doesn't get sort of pulled into that kind of exchange I mean they do have the talent, and maybe it's more likely in the regular season when you have Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron. I mean, they have most everybody back, and and they, you know, you could possibly get them into a you know tit for tat type of exchange, uh, especially in Toronto, where I think the Leafs have been better uh, than the Bruins most of, most of the time, but. You know, because like I said, I mean, they, they, they have good goaltending. They, their defense is right now without Charlie McAvoy, but all their forwards are back and they're, and, and they like to, you know, be a little more physical. Mm-hmm. And if they play that type of game, then I, I think it's going to be the Leafs reacting to the Bruins rather than the Bruins reacting yeah. to the Leafs. Described like a closet Bruins fan. <laughs> yes, I went there, Mike. Uh, real quick, Jake Gardner, why is he so afraid this far into his career, fanning on the puck? And, he, and it's exacerbated by the amount of reaction. You'd think it, it's just overreaction, but he, when he does it and makes these mistakes, they happen frequently and in such spectacular fashion that all of the good stuff that we don't notice 
just gets drowned out or becomes irrelevant. I refer to that goal last night that uh, uh, former Leaf Brian Boyle scored as a Jake Gardner special because he fanned he <laughs> he fanned on the pass at the point to create the odd man break, and then his speed got him back in time enough to uh, screen and deflect. The, the shot past Michael Hutchinson. So it was, it, 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 it was Jake. It was Jake, a typical Jake. It was typical Jake Gardner at both ends. And that, and that's, that's my problem. Like a, a, an eight year NHL veteran should not be making those kind of mistakes. Now I was a fan of a, a fan on a pass and it wasn't, I guess a pure giveaway, but you know, and I had, uh, I had exchanges with some fans on, on Twitter last night saying, well, you know, that, that stopped. And even Dave Poulin on TSN was saying, well, Michael Hutchinson stopped that. It's like, yeah, it, it helps to be able to see the puck. I, I don't think Michael Hutchinson was to blame for either one of the two goals. And, you know, I, we didn't go there, but I'll, I'll just say I have more confidence in four games at, uh, for Michael Hutchinson than I do after nine games or whatever, how many games that Garrett Sparks has played. The thing about that goal that Michael Hutchinson should have stopped is that it was a scoring chance created by his own defenseman. One of our recent pieces on the YouTube channel is Ride or Die. You can listen to that. It's still relevant. He's not going to be traded. He's not going anywhere. No. I mean, the Leafs need to have him. And who's going to take a rental like Jake Gardner, he's not, he's not the cherry on top for any team. Finish it up and then done. I just hope that people understand that there's no reason to have him back. He's put in his time with the Maple Leafs. It's been commendable. He's created a, a, a nice niche game for himself. But the Leafs have Jake Gardner's coming up through the pipeline. And hopefully Jake Gardner's who are built better than the current Jake Gardner. You know, the second, third generation of the Jake Gardner type player last word to you Mike yeah I had Kevin Allen on our hockey buzzcast yesterday and when we were talking about the Leafs he was fairly convinced that the Leafs will be getting a top four defender before the deadline if that is the case then what we just talked about in terms of Jake Gardner not being back is reality because if they get somebody else they bring in an Alex Pitarangelo or Pareko or Chris Tanev, anybody who's got term left on their contract, that is the Jake Gardner replacement next season. See you, bud. Thanks. That podcast frequency poll is on the YouTube channel right now, listed under the community platform. Do you want to hear a lot of us, but in short bursts? Or do you want to hear a lot of us in long form, but just... Not all the time. We need your say. For Mike Hodgello, I'm Norman James. The Leafs Combo is out.